3: Good evening, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Oilers Nation After Dark. My name is Connor Halley. Thank you guys for jumping in tonight. The Edmonton Oilers big win. Over the Detroit Red Wings, 5-2 to two out in Motan, kicking off their road trip. Absolutely fantastic start for this team. A highly entertaining game in this one as well. We're going to get to that later on in the show. Of course, we'll be joined by Jay of Oilers Nation, Aaron Burdado as well, my producer alongside with us. To everyone on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, we see you. Keep those comments coming. And if you are on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button. We're trying to get to 37 likes for Warren Fulgham for the game that he had. and. Uh, yeah, an awesome game for the Oilers now in their last 9 8 oh, and one Jack Campbell playing some of his best hockey of the season, obviously. Now he's 7-0-1, oh, I believe, in his last eight starts. The guy, all he's doing is making big plays and big saves for this Oilers at opportunistic times. We'll break it down with Jay and Aaron as the show goes on. Before we get to the good, the bad, the oily, I'll give you a quick little rundown in case you missed anything. And for the Oilers, the first period, kind of what you might expect from a team coming back off the all-star break combined with their bye week a little sluggish, started off maybe the first five minutes, pretty good. And then the ice tilted, the Red Wings took over, hit a couple posts. Eventually Tyler Petruzzi would get his second goal of the season, made it one, nothing for the Red Wings after 20 minutes. The second period though, for 19 minutes, maybe 45 seconds, it was pretty much all you could ask for from the Oilers. Great performance from the depth players, Ryan McLeod, his ninth goal of the season. Um, looking at that goal, I mean, from Philip Roberg, fantastic play. Evander Kane drives the net and Ryan McLeod with a great finish. That made it 1-1. The Oilers would take the lead. Warren Fogle with his sixth of the season. A fantastic finish on a 2 on one pass from Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Warren Fogle would make it a 3-1 game with his seventh goal of the season. Day or night, the shot from the point. We talked about his ability to try to get pucks on net and through. Warren Fogle going to the right areas. He's rewarded. The Oilers took a 3-1 lead in that second period and looked like it was going pretty well, but they would unravel a little bit towards the end uh, after they have a power play that does not convert. uh, The Red Wings would score, and as that period wrapped up, Evander Kane took a penalty, uh, threw a punch, and the Oilers start the third period shorthanded. They kill it off, and uh, from there, they found a way to get the job done. The power play ices it, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, 23rd goal of the season. Tyson Barry with a the helper there. McDavid picks up his 52nd assist of the season to keep his point streak going. And then Evander Kane would get a shorty at the end of the game. Evander Kane deserved that one. He was in the Red Wings grill all night long and the Edmonton Oilers pick up the win. Now they turn their attention to the Philadelphia Flyers, another team that's struggling this season. That'll be on Thursday, a nice early start. But let's keep talking about
4: tonight's game. Right now, we'll get to the good, the bad, the oily. Brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance. Cornerstone Insurance Brokers, Edmonton's premier boutique insurance
3: brokerage with over 90 years of success and still growing. Visit cornerstoneins.ca slash nation. Get an online tenant or condo insurance quote in just a few minutes and use discount code nation for an exclusive rate. Find out why Cornerstone Insurance Brokerage is Ranked amongst the best in Alberta and uh, for the good, the bad, the oily, we
0: bring in Jay. Jay, good evening. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I'm so pumped to finally join us. It's been going on for over a month. So and also pumped to, to join after a win.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a better mood after a win. And, uh, you know, the good, the bad, the oily, we had a lot to choose from tonight. Lots of directions we could have gone for the good. It's one that I feel like I, I bring up to Aaron pretty much every game as of late secondary scoring. It's, it's been so nice to see Ryan McLeod Fogle getting these goals. Uh, I mean, Ryan, it hopkins been doing it all year and Evander Kane, obviously not going to be a secondary scoring guy, but when you look at this team and Fogle McLeod, Derek Ryan, as of late chipping in, what a welcome sight.
0: Yeah, it was just a different, different game. Five on five scoring or power play wasn't that great. You know, McDavid not getting a point until late way into the game. Like it was just kind of backwards world, but it was, this was a game we needed to win. And we just kind of fared it out and got it done. And it was also a little spicy and that was, well, I'm, I'm a dinosaur. So that's, that's the type of hockey I like to watch. So that was fun.
3: Yeah, a nice little throwback game. We're going to get to that shortly because uh, we got some great stuff. Uh, Aaron is cooking things up behind the scenes. Uh, the bad tonight, and I mean, we'll, we'll go with D-zone coverage for this one. Uh, I mean, I think the first goal more than the second one. Uh, anytime it's a 2 on 0 oh, you know, within 10 feet of your own net, something went wrong. Maybe it was the forwards getting a little... Eager jumping out of the play, but uh the bad in a night when you win five, two, we're going to go with D zone coverage. What
0: did you think uh, of the, I guess the plays that led to goals? Uh, yeah, we gave up some great a chances, especially in that first period. You know, we came out kind of hot in the first few minutes to control the game. And after that, we were just making mistakes in our own zone uh, and just letting these either giving up pucks in, in very dangerous areas or allowing guys to squeak through to set up a guy that should have been taken and wasn't so blowing coverage, uh, and making mistakes under pressure. Uh, and, and you know, we did a lot on the first and it kind of slowed down, but it didn't stop. Uh, so, you know, I'm sure I don't want to get ahead of myself. I love to do that. Tyler, I'm sure will tell you that. So <laughs> also a tip of the cap to Jack Campbell for fixing those mistakes.
3: Oh yeah. hundred percent. Jack Campbell tonight, uh, what 30 saves, 32 shots, great performance by Campbell. The things that he's done to turn around his game. Absolutely. Awesome. And, uh, we're going to get to, you know, the D zone covers. we got the highlights. We'll get to those in a second here, but we got to get to the oily and uh, the physicality. I think I had here 30 penalty minutes. There was 36 hits going back and forth there. And, I mean, Evander Kane, Darnell There's Vinny day I mean, the the Oilers have that muscle. They can do those things. Clean Costin as well, a guy who's not afraid to get into the action there. I mean, you say you're a dinosaur, but I, hey,
0: we're just hockey fans. You give us that sort of stuff. I love it. Man, like uh, day kind of had that like Dustin Bufflin moment, like not to the same degree, but just like two guys, you know, one in each hand and just kind of just – you know, manhandling and using his like six foot seven crazy strength. So that was cool to see. I kind of want to break, like get to the bottom of like, what did Evander Kane do? Like he was under all their <laughs> skin. Like they just like, it was a line brawl against him there. And it was, and I, I love to see it. Cause that's a guy who can take it. Uh, and 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 supporting it and then big big props in that in, in that play for tyson Berry just blindly jumping in and and taking a guy out to help Evander there even though that guy doesn't need much help but when there's three guys you know maybe taking one off his plate might uh might help so very spicy affair loved how it ended i wish kind of kulak got a little bit more you know aggravated there in, in that fight because he had uh he had fabry in an interesting uh precarious position there but love to see it like that's that's a game where they were kind of being physical with us and we just stood up against it and fired back and, you know, also kind of controlled the, you know, the, the, the we'll say the like the tenacity or the truculence of that game, you know, we kind of dictated and went blow for blow or sometimes went, you know, got a a, a, a shot ahead, a shot ahead of those guys. So good to see, um, th- this is an identity, the team's finding its identity, you can go to those games, play in those games. I bet you they're buzzing in that dressing room right now, going and getting that win after a physical game like that. Like you just, it really brings the team together. So very important things to see as we get into the second half of the season.
3: Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, and that, that's the signs of a team that's close knit, right? And playing well. Like I, I, it was a great tweet by you to point it out there that Tyson Barry just flies in there. Well, Matt can probably hold his own. Didn't
0: even care what, yeah. the, what the price was. He was going in and he was
3: paying it. And you don't even have to fight. You can just jump in there, grab a guy, but, but get in there. Show that you give a damn. Uh, That was awesome to see. Uh, We we talked about Vinny Dearnay, and I I think Aaron's going to bring up the video uh, of him just kind of manhandling Rasmussen there. Like, you know he he's obviously a giant, and you see him in front of the net. I was I was kind of just trying to isolate him when I was watching, and you see the chippiness. He's giving those shots, and, and I see the players look back at him like, "Who's doing this?" Oh, it's that six foot eight giant there. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do anything when it comes to him. Like, yeah. the videos here below, we can see it. It's it's a welcome sight. Just nope, you're coming with
0: me. Taking two of you on. Yeah, you're and good observation. He's always doing that extra little bit just to piss off the other team because he can. Um, so it's great to see, and it. it's something that we're missing. Like he's a pest and he can, he can also cash checks, uh, that, that he writes. So it's, I love to see it. And he's been such a wonderful addition. And also, you know, about Vinny Darren, that guy gets pucks through to the net. Like that's like mm-hmm. a superpower. Like I, he may never score an NHL goal, but he's going to get a bunch <laughs> of random assists.
3: Yeah, and, and that's so nice to see. Kind of just patient on the blue line, finds the, the way to get it through. The opposite, uh, Sekra, I believe, as Gregor liked to call him, the shin pad assassin, just mm-hmm. finds ways to get through. It's awesome to see. Uh, just going to give a quick shout out to the people watching on YouTube here, of course. So we've got Rusty, the reckless often oh, missed. I love uh, Rusty chiming in as per usual uh, if you are watching right now on youtube make sure you hit the like button not sure what we're at right now but uh, let's boost those numbers uh michael ryan gonzo uh some stranger we got a lot of people chiming in lots of fun stuff to talk about here the guitar maniacs and then on uh, facebook as well uh before we just get too positive we've got uh kevin on facebook saying unbelievable how bad dry Side will look tonight he was a dash two I know plus minus is kind of a, a stat not everybody loves, but what did you make of Leon Dreisidel tonight? Pointless, kind of surprising.
0: Yeah, like you know, he was there going through the motions. Like Leon has those games from time to time, and you know, maybe I, th- I thought maybe the the intensity of that game might get him going, especially when didn't didn't Mo take a run at him or like or tripped him? He did. Mo did something to him. His fellow countryman. I thought that was gonna <laughs> get him irate. Uh, and get him in the game i'm like finally they poked the bear and Drysdale was going to show up but you know it happens a handful of times uh and he just didn't have his legs that's and, yeah
3: it seems like whenever that happens there's the people that complain about oh he's not moving his legs he's got the body language
0: i, I think we're going to see a big game against uh, the flyer so he'll bounce back strong for sure and yeah, well in the first half of the season if it, in a game he's not going we're losing Yeah. So it's nice in a game that he's not going, we win. Like we need we we need to 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 be able to to, you know to cover his back when he's not his best, and because he can't be his best all the time. So whatever, write it off. W. Go on to Philly. Leon will wake up.
3: Yeah, 100%. And even, I mean, even McDavid tonight. Fatigue maybe plays a role. They're traveling quite a bit. I know McDavid still had the flashes, but he didn't get on the score sheet until he had a secondary assist there late in the game. Um, like I said, still the flash plays. But yeah, I expect those guys to, to bounce back. Uh, Aaron tells us we've got the footage for the first goal against the goal that uh, Bertuzzi scored. Uh, yeah, looks like three or four, well, three Oilers kind of just fly the zone there. Yeah, and, what's
0: that guy doing? Know. No one's near him. <laughs> and that's the guy who scores.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... It's frustrating to see that that's like last year, last December, early January problems that we'd see the Oilers would do like just flying the zone, not thinking about it, leaving your goalie out to dry. Good to see they bounce back in the second period. But uh, I think, you know, a teachable moment here for the Oilers coaching staff, you can look back on this one and say, guys, like, what are we doing?
0: Well, and also, uh, post for Vesna uh, in the first period there. Like, yeah, I mean, that's not Jack's fault. We're just, it was a shooting gallery. Like, we were giving up grade eight chances. So he was making saves. Post was making saves. We got lucky in the first and then we we're able to kind of figure our shit out in the second half or in the second period there and, uh, start getting some goals and getting some momentum. Yeah, I mean, I,
3: I mean, we've got to have a couple goalies watching right now. Um, that's just perfect positioning, I think. You know, you, you take away everything; all you give them is the post and uh, go from yeah, there. That's uh, all <laughs> yeah, it's all you to shoot out was was the net yeah. or the post there. Right? Julius says, "What a fantastic gritty win." Totally agree. Clayton says, Ayo, We've also got Basam. Hello, Basam. Jack is back, and then Scott on Facebook says, "Campbell with a 2.2 GAA in his last ten. We love it." And neither goal was on him tonight. What did you think about the second goal for the Red Wings? I mean, they get the 5-2 win. I, I would like to see Campbell make that save. Not going to put it all on him, but I think that's a save he can make.
0: Yes, but like that's that that whole situation shouldn't have happened. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like you know, you need your goalie to kind of step in and steal a save there. But he did a bunch already. Um, so you can't. That, yes, you'd like to see him make that save, but like. He made so many others, so you can't I, – I, I wouldn't hang too much on it. Um, but, yeah, that's once again, just oh – those breakdowns are driving me nuts. Yeah,
3: you, I mean, you, you don't want to let a guy walk in through the circle untouched and take the shot. Uh, yeah. Campbell did have that big glove save, I believe, in the third period and a quick pad save in the second. Like, he definitely kept them in this game, especially when it was only a one-goal game. But, mm-hmm. yeah. There's a big reason,
0: because if, if they, if they tie it, that game can quickly go – the other way, real one hundred percent,
3: one hundred percent, and good. Uh, good to see the uh, the pen the power play actually get uh the game under wraps when they needed to, Finally. making it a two goal game. I know they the, McLeod's first goal, sorry, only goal was a power play goal as well, but that was the four on four expiring. uh Aaron says, "Okay, well, we've been negative. Let's look at the positives, and oh, uh, we've yeah. got the the." The first goal of the game for the Edmonton Oilers, it was Ryan McLeod power play his ninth of the season from Broberg and Kane. But like, look
0: at Broberg there. Just right? suck those two guys in, be patient, freeze them, and then just pass it to the guy at the blue line, like to, to be able to see that and uh, kind of create that time and space for McLeod to sneak in. Like I, I tweeted that out immediately. You got to give props to Broberg, who's a, a kid who's developing in this league right now, uh, props where it's due. So that was that was a guy that was seeing the ice really well. and. uh great shot by McLeod. So that was like, that was a great goal. hundred percent. I
3: mean, you know, the awareness to carry it in from the red line, draw two guys. And then, you know, I feel like a lot of times you make that, that pass out front to Evander Kane, but he has the vision to see McLeod back there and great finish by McLeod. Uh, good for him. Ideally, I think we get, he's going to get to double digit goals on the season. Uh, do we have the Fogle goals, Aaron, because we can get to those next if you've got them available. Think we're going to work on that, uh, Warren Fogel Before we get to the goals, I mean, great story for him coming back and you know being a healthy scratch multiple times this year and starting to kind of find that game and you know doing the things he needs to do. I don't think he needs to consistently score, but you know once every five six games, if he can chip in with a goal like that without finish, man, that's
0: going to go a long way. Well, that's the thing that's frustrating with Fogle because you see he flashes of brilliance, like he's got the tools, right? So. You know, if Fogel is a fifteen, eighteen goal guy a season, then you know, like then then you can be happy. You just wish you could put it all together more like could have had four goals tonight. Um, and that's just kudos to putting himself in the right place, capitalizing where he could, that nurse pass, like, oh like you can tell he was pissed. Like that was <laughs> but uh anyway but uh, you know it, it's good for him to get it going he, need, he needs to build some confidence because he probably isn't going anywhere like you know fully wasn't in the lineup tonight and you know what i didn't even realize it until i just kind of thought of it uh yeah so you know for him to come in in his place and actually be a factor you know that's that's important and then just for Fogle himself to get himself going as we kind of make our march towards uh our run towards the playoffs you know, so good to see. Hopefully he can build off that. Normally he's like scores in brunt bunches and then disappears. So we'll see how this goes. And then uh,
3: we've got the second full goal here. And I mean, Dayarnay, we're getting the credit to him on this one. Finding oh, a way yeah. to get pucks through, double deflection, uh, no chance here. I mean, th- those are the goals you need from your bottom six, right? Like oh, yeah. McDavid and Dry South, if they're gonna have an off night, which you know they will have throughout the season. I think McDavid has five games where he hasn't recorded a point. You need goals like this ugly ones they all count the same and I just absolutely love this from day just somehow finds a way to get it through get it on net a couple deflections you take it
0: it's like Brett Burns like I'm not saying to Vinny Darnay is Brett Burns but like <laughs> that's one of his superpowers is he gets it through and on net and so if you have traffic out front stuff can happen right so you know Vinny seems to be good at that so if he just keeps doing that and you got your third line your fourth line grinders out there just making you know a mess out in front of the net and causing some havoc like these things will go in uh
3: dangle bot on the youtube chat says three players fly the zone nurses contracts fault uh yeah dangle we're always going to look at that contract that's always going to be brought up we have of course. to you know
0: what it's done it's signed we have to move on
3: that that was my goal or my uh my hope for the upcoming year like yeah let's just not mention 9.25 and we all know what it is it's not going to change we got to move on and then we've got the Evander Kane scrum coming up next year from our extraordinary producer Aaron and I mean this this is just what Evander Kane like he, he he's in their head it's like five on one here And Mm -hmm. he's not backing down. And uh, I know he's been told it's not a good idea to fight. Maybe he will drop the mitts at some point, but with that wrist injury, he's probably not going to get into it too much, but man, this guy's fearless out here, five on one. And then like you pointed out, very astutely, Tyson Berry jumps in and then other guys kind of trickle in, but, this is what you love to see. And these two
0: teams meet next Wednesday. How great is that? Oh no. Evander feeds off that stuff, that stuff gets him going. So it's great to see the one thing, you know, I, I think we can all say that we're noticing, like he had said, when we had him on um, uh, uh nation real life that, you know, they still feel a little numbness in his hand. And I'm wondering like if that has an effect with just him, well, obviously feeling the puck, but just, you know, making plays. Cause he's been so close so many times since he's been back and just like, wasn't able to, you know, get a proper handle on it or get enough wood on it. And I'm just wondering, like, this is still going to be an acclimation process for him to, like, get used to playing with how that hand feels. Because um, you saw even a couple of things tonight. So, you know, that, you know, coupled couple of the fighting, like, you know, it's going to come. So when he feels good or a doctor says go for it, I bet you that first game, probably going to score and pro- Gordie trick.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's coming eventually. Uh, Genesis on YouTube says, hammer that like button, peeps. Yes, hammer that like button. Uh, we're getting closer to 100. We're right now at uh, Sam Gagne, 89 people on the YouTube chat. So make sure you hit that like button. Um, you know, what? one thing I should say, you know, for the people that like to throw a little bit of money down, you probably should have hammered two goals for Warren Fogel, I bet, wait. Because, oh, wow. man, that would have been a nice That'd payday. you <laughs> <laughs> had, had you thought player. about that one, or even one goal? I think for full would have been uh, nice. McLeod, the Oilers have that secondary scoring, so major. Maybe you wager a couple bucks at Betway. Have some fun there. Be responsible. Nineteen plus. And uh, why don't we get the Nuge goal in here as well, Aaron? Uh, we gotta get there. Twenty third on the season, the power play. McDavid and Tyson Barry with the assists here, and uh, kind of the nail in the coffin, I would say.
0: Classic Nuge, nail in the coffin. Yes, but that's just like classic Nuge goal, like from his office you know shoots it what was that that was that was low where'd that go low far low five hole low far side anyways like anything below the glove and blocker is nuge's wheelhouse um so he does it again so very happy to see i have a random question am i is my video working for you yeah it's coming through clear i'm I'm frozen on my computer so it's just kind of weird i was talking to a frozen jay there so i just wanted to make sure Okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah. We're still going here and <laughs> you're right. Nuge doesn't have to go bar down often and, you know, picks his spots. He's got two guys in front, uh, smart puck placement, and it works for him 23 goals on the season. And yeah, he, he's just been fantastic to watch this year. And, you know, that was a power play goal, but he's been doing it five on five as well. Uh, so nice to see that one for sure. Um, what else did we get here? Uh, Jack Campbell, eight starts, eight wins. That's, that's been pretty fantastic. Um, really good to see here when you look at uh, the upcoming matchup here we're gonna get into the chat in a second here philadelphia on the schedule i mean that's that's a winnable game for the edmonton oilers i believe right now they're seventh in the metro uh, following the game against the flyers then it's on to ottawa montreal i mean this, the schedule's been great here for the Edmonton Oilers and a bunch of winnable games. And they start to show this year that you know they don't just squeak past the, their opponents in these games. Like they're they're kind of finding ways to do what they should do, what a good team does, and beat up on these teams, which is a great sight. I don't know how long it will continue for the Oilers, but yeah, Philly, Ottawa, Montreal on the schedule. Not bad,
0: not bad. I'm annoyed Vegas won tonight, but whatever. I'll get
3: over it. <laughs> so vegas did officially win seattle loss so with that vegas leapfrogs seattle and la in the pacific up to 64 points the oilers have 62 points so i mean it's
0: looking pretty well, good don't bet compared way to bats, where we were. Way bats uh, what, 10 10 weeks 10 days two weeks ago i bet on the oilers to win the division uh just because the uh, they got the momentum. It looks like, you know, LA and Vegas are floundering. And I just, at some point, the math is going to work against Seattle. So I feel like the C's are parting for it where they should just run right up the middle and take over, uh, take over top place in the Pacific when the season ends.
3: Yeah. I think that was a pretty wise bet by you a bet Betway. And I think, I think the goaltending's dropped off a little bit in Vegas too. So could be a good sign. Um, Tyson here on the YouTube chat says, get under their skin, kill a penalty, and make it a two-goal lead again. Yeah, that was, I guess, the game plan in the third period. I've really liked how the Oilers in the last month, since they started to, you know, pick up their game, have found ways to hold off on one goal games against good teams. Not really the case tonight against the Red Wings. I know they, you know, extended the lead, but didn't have to lock it down. But it's been a nice thing to see. Uh, Dr. Gonzo, classic, Nuge, Shelly 2, our baby boy. And uh, Darian says so close to number one in the division. Um, what, were, what were the odds when you made that bet? Was it a pretty good payout for you?
0: Uh, I think I got it at plus 300. So oh, okay. it was I, I, I'd, like uh, 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 Rick, who's on uh, Oilers Nation Radio, it said he had done it a week before, and I think he got it like 350 or 400. I'm like, ooh, that's juicy. But still, I'm like, I had to take it just because, A, I believe, and I bet with my heart to a fault. But uh, this time, I think I'm going to be right.
3: Uh, we got one here. Kyle, the embalmer, says, vinny is the answer i mean i don't know what the question is but man he he has been really nice uh and i guess a guy that we can all sort of root for 26 years old paid his dues and, and so well spoken in the media you know talking about oh, you know he takes the time to appreciate it all i feel like that's just a guy he's going to endear himself to oilers country probably you know for the time being doesn't have to buy a beer if he goes
0: out oh, to a local establishment very quickly he's done that well we have the answer belt in the office. We'll definitely when we on the next award ceremony, we'll be giving it to him. Uh clean <laughs> clean at it for a bit, but Vinny's uh Vinny's looking good. So, you know, we, we've we been saying if hey, like because we're essentially well we, we only have an overtime loss since he's been in. We're like eight zero and one. So you know, Vinny, we winny, man. Like that's let's <laughs> ride. I
3: like it. Uh Spectral Flop says, LOL, the oilers remind me of the Warriors i mean the warriors are pretty injured right now i, I don't know and they haven't gone out a dynasty but i guess that's uh that's a good one um what celebrity does betway got rep in them elvis stoico um, i don't know i know they, they sponsor some soccer teams i think
0: oh they got a lot of soccer players like harry kane and like crazy because they're uh they're uk based but they're starting to are starting to do their their de- their uh, deals here in Edmonton. And not in, well, yeah, definitely in Edmonton because we deal with them. But uh, in North America, I, I don't know if if they have any North American spokesmen yet. So they probably do. Nothing. I mean, that's all I pay attention to. We're their spokesman You're their spokesman yeah. We're all yeah. their spokesmen.
3: That way, nineteen plus. Do so responsibly. Uh, Got to get. Got to get that in there. Um, uh, the Oilers are a wagon. We gotta load up from the Guitar Maniac One Hundred One. Are, are you a J, uh, a chicken guy? Are, are you leaning towards that way, or, or do you think I, there's other areas
0: first? Like, uh, I'm fine if we don't get him, but what are we doing instead? You know, like that's that's the question. So, like we uh, Tyler and I had healthy debate on that on uh, Owen every day, uh, and uh, you know, like I I, I I I I'm down for a circumstance that has hit bring we bring him in. And then we think about like the the, the other moves we need to, to to do if we do bring them in. Um, and then we also talk about the world. If we don't bring them in, what we should focus on, what we should try and do. So the thing with Chikrin is like he's not going to win the Norris, but he's he's a good defenseman. He's putting up points and I and. It's, it's his salary for the next two seasons in this like a very important three-year window that we're in that's actually like very important to the whole kind of chicken package because you know we have Bush and we have Barry and I know they're both right-handed right shot right uh, right D but uh, you know we've got we've got Barry under you know control here like uh, uh, locked in for a few more years Bouchard's the wild card right like what's what's his next contract probably he's going to bridge but like still what does his bridge look like and then what is that in comparison to what chicken's making and who would have more impact in the next three in in the next three years or sorry this season plus the next two during this very important window who's going to have more impact to the roster so i just kind of like dissect about if plug and play if we take this person out and chicken comes in are we better? Are we better for this important three-year window? Because like we can't be worried about players develop like developing in year four or five. Like if we miss these next three years, we might have a big scary problem. I don't even want to talk about on our hands. So <laughs> we owe it to this roster to like like the team deserves the GM to make some moves to help us go deeper in the playoffs because you know Colorado is they've had injuries this year. They're, 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 they're they're slowly becoming the team they were last year. And they, they might even win the central still even given where they are right now. Like they're getting hot and that's what we have to like go against. So like right now is this, can this, can this Oilers beat Colorado in the Western conference finals? We could, if we make three moves, we could, you know, we'd have a better chance. And I think the team warrants it. So, you know, am I a chicken guy? Yeah. And then, but chicken, then what else? Yeah. I mean, and if we I mean, don't, then it. what are we doing? But as long as we're doing something, but like, you know, don't be crazy. Like, I'm not saying like just trade for the sake of trading. Like we have, we have holes we need to address. We have to go address them, whatever way it is, chicken or not.
3: Uh, like you said uh, the avalanche seven two and one in their last 10 playing good hockey getting healthier uh lost tonight in overtime to the Penguins. still Take got the point those buggers. still got the point yeah exactly two one game and then you mentioned a uh, chicker in that contract 4.6 million for the next couple of years that that's a nice little deal so it, it's interesting and I mean gregor put out a poll today he had a would you want your GM to trade two firsts and a second or prospect for Jacob Chicken? It's got like 7,600 votes. It's 49% yes, 51% no. And that could be other fan bases jumping in there trying to mess with the results, but I'll ask the people on Facebook and YouTube. What do you think? Would you
0: give up two firsts and a second or prospect for Jacob Chicken? The, the, the acquisition price is still too high. Like we were also talking in this circumstance of what if it's just one first and mm-hmm. like, yeah, you should do it. And then like, figure out like what the, the bodies are associated with that deal to make it happen. But yeah, too, like we need, we need that second first for some other move, right? We need those. That, that's a very important bullet to have in the chamber So to blow it in one trade. Like chicken isn't, isn't, he's not going to totally change the team. Um, If we bring him in, he's going to help in certain areas, but not going to totally change the team. So, that's to me, you spend too forced first in that situation. So if, if, if somehow, cause no one's paid that price yet. Yeah. And I know people like GM's like to wait right until the 11th hour. Um, but no one's paid that price and it has come down already. So maybe, maybe you can get away with one first, um, and some, and some bodies, just who are the bodies. That's
3: it. Well, yeah. uh, YouTube. I mean, I can't say it's really going one way or another. Guitar Maniac, yes, yes. Tomorrow, some stranger, no. Doctor Gonzo, no. Arcane, one hundred percent. We've got no, no. Two first, no. Yes, win now. So it's kind of it's it's very split here, and uh, I'm I'm definitely interested to see what it would be. Uh, the thought of having Chicken on the roster is nice, but like you say, two first might be a little too much. I guess though, if you know. Just to I'm play buying the, jersey the, the
0: minute we, we if we <laughs> trade for him, I'm buying the jersey. Like, I'm excited, but
3: I'm really might be too late, too late picks in the first round, right? Might be uh 30, 31, you know, yeah. could be well, pretty you, much you a hope, second. You hope, you hope. yeah. <laughs> um, what uh, what color would you get if you go Chicken? What jersey?
0: Ooh, um. I'd probably go because I have enough and I got a, I got a cost in Royal blue on the way from sports closet. So I probably nice. would go white to balance out the collection.
3: I mean, you and can't go It's right like, right if you can
0: keep the white clean, it is sexy.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. I have a white Messier, like kind of same style. It's got a lot of beer stains from back in the day, but I'll throw that question out there too. If you're getting an Oilers Jersey tomorrow, what color are you getting? I think I go Royal blue personally, but I don't have the other ones. So I uh, broil blue for me. Um, yeah. Lots of, lots of people coming in here saying two first and two prospects for Hagel. Uh, the lightning did. Yeah. I mean, the lightning clearly thought they were maybe that player away from winning a Stanley cup. I, I don't know. Did they make any other moves on those deadline days?
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's for us. It's like, we've got like the next three trade deadlines. We are going to be buyers. Um, but if it gets you the guy, if it gets you the guy, but, and, and you can keep the guy like that's important. Like I, I, I know we're going to be making some rental acquisitions along the way here over the next few years, but, uh, two first, uh, still for, I don't know. I, I, you try to avoid it at all costs and keep that first or something else. You got it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. If you can hundred percent, uh, Jay, are you going on the next nation vacation out to Toronto?
0: Oh my God. Am I ever, I cannot wait. If anyone's asking about it, um, I think we have, it's like, I'm, not, I'm t- I was told not to say numbers to throw people off. Cause if, if we need to get a few more spots, we can, but I think we actually have like four spots left, but if there's five of you, we can make it work. So March 10th through 11th, our friends at AMA travel have put on a, uh, well, this is an experience of a lifetime because it is so hard to get tickets uh, to a Leafs game. And so through our parents, at playmaker, um, they couldn't get a seats, even they couldn't get seats, but they somehow <laughs> were able to get us a box. So it's a bit bougie, um, but it's also exciting. So box to an Oilers Leafs game in Toronto, hockey night in Canada, um, staying at the Royal York, uh, flying out Friday morning, coming back Sunday. And it's just going to be, you know, a 48 52 hour, whatever it's going to be just intense takeover of the city, uh, as a solid group of uh, nation citizens so can't wait so yes i'm coming so if you're interested please hit us up
3: i'm going so today tomorrow and i believe thursday you can enter to win a trip for Mm -hmm. two on the toronto nation vacation powered by ama travel you can enter at oilers nations twitter facebook and or instagram to win keep your eye out for the contest post and enter to win the trip of a lifetime powered by ama travel i was bugging the guys like uh this is a like you said, bougie, you know, Vegas, I'm sure was a good time. You guys took over. Um, when they problems. scored the first goal, I told the story. I was driving home from the other job and I thought it was an Edmonton, like it, Edmonton <laughs> fans took over T-Mobile. Uh, this one, a little classier, maybe champagne in the suite. Uh, I, well, I like well, your style.
0: I'm probably going to be crushing beers. I am who I am, <laughs> uh, but there might be champagne in the suite. Oh, and we get free food in the box too, which is, which is great. Um And, Whatever I'm not gonna eat, but I'm gonna probably be focusing on my beers that game because I'm probably gonna be um you know getting into a, some Leafs fans so I got to be ready. Oh yeah, yeah, you definitely got to
3: be ready for that one. Uh, Tori on Facebook says, "Wish I could make it." Also, a white cost in or Yamo timing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, th- there's a lot of options right now if you're looking to buy an Oilers jersey. Uh,
0: lots of good choices. Sports Closet, you recommend them? Oh, 100% percent. They've got great selection. Uh, locally owned company. Uh, proud supporter of the nation um they sell nation gear there too so if you're looking for a nation out mm-hmm. we they, they got you covered so yeah no we uh they've got three locations in edmonton so uh kingsway sherwood park and st albert's so go check them out if you need a jersey they take good care of you um and have any jersey you want they got I, I i got my costume on the way i'll get it next week so i'm excited i mean I'm it's, it. it's a blue
3: costume. well lights out tyson some stranger all go in royal blue so uh a popular pick uh aaron aaron do you want to join us in the chat here
0: oh hello
4: gentlemen
2: oh <laughs> good evening studio
0: man. live live from tsn
4: yeah, I'm actually already in Toronto, so let's oh, go. Nice.
3: Okay, we'll see you there Mark. <laughs> Scouting out the uh, the area. Aaron, uh, what did you think of the game tonight? The Oilers, obviously, not the great start. I guess it was a good start. Trailed off in the last 15 minutes or so of the first period, but great second. Uh, your impressions of this one tonight?
4: Uh, yeah, it was a little dicey there for a bit, you know, where you kind of had the, the classic Edmonton. I mean, we all had the thought coming off an All-Star break, the All-Star literal hangover can only imagine what some of them were doing, especially in Turks and Caicos. But, uh, so you know, you kind of question it, but it seemed like they bounced back. Um, I know that pregame, I was very interested, and I know it's because he was probably in the All-Star game, but the choice to go with Jack Campbell over Skinner, I thought really stood out. I mean, I'm sure it's because he's getting rewarded for the time off, but I thought that sends a great message to Campbell. You know, we trust you. We're behind you. He performed great which could only be better catches another dub. What did you say? That's eight starts in a row. I think he's got. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the aspect that I thought, you know, I'm really looking forward to see what Campbell continue to do because that man is red hot. And then my second thought was, man, that, that was a physical night for two teams who do not play each other very often and have to see each other again next Wednesday. So, uh, I'm very curious to see how that's going to go. And I know you guys were touching on Evander Kane there. I know we kind of heard the rumor that he couldn't or wasn't allowed to fight until after the All-Star break. Well, that guy looked like a man who was allowed to fight tonight. Said in that video there, he's trying to get to, I think it's Dylan Larkin. He gets away from the ref, but he just (laughs) swings wild into the boards there. And I'm like, okay, he he must be feeling better and more like himself. So I like seeing that.
3: Yeah. And I mean, you, you mentioned it in our little chat before, and these two teams meet next Wednesday in Edmonton, that's going to be an absolutely awesome game. I assume it will carry over. Uh, you got a Evander Kane. You, you've got to think so. Um, you guys both, uh, do we agree you go back to Skinner on Thursday against Philly?
0: Oh yeah. hundred percent. I think, you know, I think there's going to bounce back and forth uh, between them this road trip, especially with this weird weekend we're getting into, you know, if, if, if we could have afforded giving Connor and Leon the the night off, like we did Skinner coming back from All Star, I bet you we would have. Um, so you know, and then and then Terrence's point, it's that vote of confidence too. So yeah, no, they're they're gonna bounce back and forth because we've got to get Skinner going now. This is funny, like the, how the narrative just keeps like you know it changes throughout the year. Like the first half of the year, like we gotta get Camel going. We gotta you he gotta <laughs> help him get his confidence. Like now he's buzzing, and now like. Skinner hasn't played like forever and just came from playing pond hockey in in, in Florida. Like we got to get him going now and get him feeling it at a high pace. So uh, interesting problem to have for sure.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. what a, what a good problem to have. I am loving trying to problem problem solve this, but I agree. I go with Skinner. Um, Campbell's clearly in a groove right now. And like Jay said, you don't want to lose that groove with Stuart Skinner. He's had some time off here. He had the kid, had all-star break. I think that now this is when you kind of 1A, 1B them back and forth, kind of get through this little stretch. And then you get down to crunch time and we're going to have to see who is 1A and we'll go from there. But for now, I think you kind of, you ride them both. You let them both get their games. And this is perfect. I mean, it's two days before games. Next guy up.
3: Mm-hmm. okay now we're up to 42 likes on the youtube channel so that's good but there are like 90 people in there so if you haven't hit the like button please do that next uh this pump is a dump up. yeah we got to pump those numbers up boost the algorithm or all that sort of thing mm-hmm. hypothetical you know no bearing here but if the playoffs were to start tomorrow do you have a, a way you go between the pipes
0: first of all i want to shout out our dear friend goat who helped make our him and his bro little him and his well his bro little bro are from Utah and they joined us in Vegas. I see goats in the chat. So <laughs> good to see your brother. Um oh man. Uh well we go it's tough. I well, right now you say Campbell because we Skinner hasn't played. Like, so like I guess let's do that hypothetical in two weeks and see how Skinner's playing. Um, but yeah, right now you'd have to say Campbell just because he's getting wins and Skinner hasn't played
4: yeah I agree i'm a I'm a believer in the hot hand, and until he loses, I mean you keep going back to him if it was a must win do or die game like that. We at least now have we can afford the luxury of starting them both, but yeah, if it was do or die, I'm going back to soup all day long.
3: some stranger Genesis agree with you guys uh, it's a dumb question because it's it's not you know you don't have to think about that right now. you got months to figure that out, but uh I just you know we found out that soup is your guy's number one goalie right now. Uh Aaron we we touched on it a little bit there too talking about uh, Jacob Chikrin. Uh would if you had a, a trade target list I don't I don't even know if I'll say players but positions uh, are you looking d immediately?
4: I mean like initially it's being the year yes but lately with this great run in the 11 and 7 and I don't know if I'm blinded by my love for Vinnie Dehnernay which could, that could be a factor.
0: No, no, I don't know. I I feel like see it.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I actually, I have perfect vision. What am I talking about? But I don't know. I think I'm starting to lean towards the, I don't know, the more defensive forward. I know our boy Tyler Remchuk loves the Jonathan Taves idea. And so do I, I don't know if it's realistic or not because of the salary implications and you might need to get the third team involved. But I think right now, if that's me, That's what I'm going through. I did notice Tyler today on his Twitter thread was talking about after the game, I think it was after the first goal, about how everybody was kind of on Darnell. I think it was the first one. Yeah, there. But how much a defensive forward there could have helped out and, you know, been a factor of not going straight down the ice and abandoning the D zone. So there is that factor. I mean, I'd welcome – I guess it really depends on the price for Chickren because I'm reading like – double firsts and that kind of thing and i just think if you were going to get rid of all those picks personally i think you could find a bigger fish
3: how are you so where would you go ahead of chicken are you got like are you on the patty cane band or sorry jonathan tave's bandwagon
0: i mean so i'm just looking this one thing up because tyler had an interesting hype oh yeah okay so this is how you would make um potentially make jonathan tave's work and you'd actually not, and his need, not need the third team. <laughs> if well, and we're talking about trading Fogel. Um, Fogle to Columbus for Gustav Nyquist, who is on the LTIR? If you couture off him, oh, yeah. his cap hits five and a half million. Mm-hmm. If you trade for uh Taves, you get them to retain half, then you can get then you can have Taves as your third uh third line center. So who like who like position wise who are we looking for? Definitely like another. Uh, real strong defensive defenseman, Um, you know, one that can help insulate uh, a Broberg if needed or insulate a Bouchard or someone that can maybe push CC back to the second pair um, and play with with Darnell and just have Darnell chill out. Like the issue with Darnell is he's trying to do too much because he's making so much money. So he feels like he has to do all this stuff. Like just go back to your basics and just like own your world. And you'll be fine. And then maybe you put someone beside him to help with that. And then um, another another depth forward. So you're looking for a, th- a third line center, another depth forward, and some strong defense men of some variety to help us stop breaking down in our own zone. That uh, that
3: yeah. Gustav Nyquist. That's when uh, Jason Strudwick – Kind of throws out there as well, and says, "Hey, you know, if you were to give a conditional fifth-round pick and every round the Oilers play, it bumps up around. I mean, could he be a nice addition? I mean, yeah, it could be.
0: He can score a big goal here, or there, maybe if he's healthy. It's an interesting well, one to look at. Yeah, well, then there you go, right? So, like, that's your that's one of your depth acquisitions, and then by doing that, it could unlock a John Taves trade, and then we have to figure out." if we, if we, well, obviously it seems like the writing's on the wall in the Pooley move what we do with our remaining space to acquire the defenseman we need. And at that point, it could be a rental um, as long as the acquisition cost isn't steep. Okay. I got a little trivia question for you guys
3: tonight. Darnell nurse did not play 20 minutes. How many times on the season, including tonight has he played under, sorry, under 20 minutes? So how many times this year has Darnell and there's played under 20 minutes in the game. And uh, if you want to go on YouTube, let us know, take your guesses. I'll let you know. Once you
0: guys take your shots here. Aaron. Dude,
4: I don't know. That's a tough
0: question. I don't know. Like I mean, much- and it's one. Yeah, exactly. Not one then It's two.
4: Yeah. I was going to say three.
0: Aaron, you would have got it
3: against uh, San Jose. He played 1959. Tonight oh. he played 1913. And against the Coyotes in December, he played 18-15. So only three times on the season, but once he was one second away.
4: I wonder what our record is in those games. Can you find that out? Oh, well,
0: we definitely beat Arizona. <laughs> and yeah. And San Jose, so probably beat San Jose.
4: I would think.
3: So, Let's see if I can find it here. Against San Jose, he didn't do a whole lot. Yeah, it's not working. It was January thirteenth. Yeah. I mean, we we can figure it out here, but oh, oh yeah, isn't yeah.
4: that yeah? That was yeah. That was when we were in Vegas. Yeah.
3: So yeah, games when yeah. they're winning and it, it's out of hand. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers obviously give Darnell Darnell Nurse a little time off, which is good to see. I think Tyson Berry actually led the defenseman with time on ice tonight. So.
0: Barry is, to see, huh? Like like he's a, he's an unsung hero uh, this year on the blue line. Like normally, you know, I'd be critical of him, but like, he's, he's not making those gas as much as, uh, as he used to. And he's, he's breaking up plays, good sticks. Like it's, it's not Norris caliber by any stretch, but it's <laughs> definitely uh, a big step forward for him defensively. And then quietly putting up points like Tyson Barry is, you know, well, I, I don't know, like maybe our best defenseman right now. I don't, it's weird to say, I don't know. It just, it he's a pro's pro. Right. But
4: <laughs> I say Tyson Berry appreciation moment right here. Like the guy has been, yeah, arguably our most consistent defenseman. As you said, he doesn't have those gaffes anymore. He was just recently on spit and Chicklets, and I was listening. And even he elaborated on that. But he's like, yeah, I don't take really any more of those stupid chances I used to do back in my career In my career. Like I'm a pretty stable defenseman now. And I agree, man. He's putting up points very under the radar, low key. And that's kind of exactly what you want. And I don't need him to be a Norris defenseman. Like I need him to do that. And for what he's getting paid, great deal. Great signing, Great deal. Happy to have him.
3: Great deal. Yeah, 35 points right now. 14th in the league in terms of uh, defensive scoring. So nice to see. And like you said, Jay, I mean, minimizing the, the defensive errors, right?
0: It, yeah. It's amazing. Uh, the, the kind of changes he's implemented and it's, it's, it's having an effect. And he's also like, he's, a, he's, a, he's, he's, he's in the right spot in the lineup, um, as well. Um, so his exposure is, is real, is kind of insulated as well. So like he's set up to succeed. Um, so we know he's got that offensive upside. He does like, he does take his chances on the PP. Like he is, he is the quarterback still, um, and that's where he can get let kind of his uh, offensive freak side fly. Um, but yeah, no, like he's like when you when you've got a little bit of depth and you put players in the right slot, it's amazing what you get out of them and how they can perform and all that stuff. So, you know, we still have a couple of defense that might be in the wrong slot uh, and that would that need to be addressed. But, um, you know, this is just this is just the function of kind of the team getting a bit deeper. So, you know, Tyson Berry's flourishing and I bet you Leafs fans are like, what the hell? This is not the guy we had. Like he's been, he's been great for us uh, ever since he got here, whether it just be putting up crazy points and being a little bit of a defensive liability, but making up for it there. But now just kind of like being both, like he's not going to lead the league in defensive scoring this year, but he's going to be, you know, in the top 15, which is amazing. And defensively he's contributing and supporting the team there desperately needs it. Um, So, yeah, no, it's, and then he flew into that pile. Like, like, (laughs) (laughs) like what's not to love, like he's doing all the right things. So it's, it's good to see him. And, and, and I, and that, from that interview, and it seems like he's happy to be here and he, and and he even talked about, like, it's the right situation for him. Like sometimes it's just about fit. Right. So you know, maybe, and maybe that's something Holland looks for is finding it when we're doing some acquisitions here, like just maybe someone needs to get out of a situation and get put into the right fit, um, and right slot. And then, then you can see them flourish. So anyways, lots of Tyson Berry love.
3: Yeah. hundred percent. Aaron, did you say pros pro? Is that what you said?
4: Yeah. so he's pros pro man. He's, he's been doing it for a long time. He's been very consistent. I feel like for a long time. You never hear anything really bad about him. Connor and Leon seem to like him, so he's cool with me. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah i mean i'm with you hundred percent like that's it he he's doing what he has to do um as jay mentioned flying into the pile like i love that kind of stuff that's the the littlest thing you have to do you have to you know surely you want to be there give a damn defend your teammates you don't have to drop the gloves but get into the scrum grab someone and i mean like i said at the start of the show i think that's just kind of the qualities of a good team you know you're playing for each other doesn't matter what the score is if there's a dust up you get in there you you, you don't back down and. I mean, that's what the Oilers have been doing down the stretch here, and maybe it is the Vinny factor, you guys. It's ever since he's got here, this team's got that little yeah, swagger.
0: So it's amazing, right? Like look at Ryan Reeves did in in, uh, in Minnesota. Um, you know, Vinny's kind of having that effect. One beef I have with Warren Fogel tonight, and I don't know if you saw it, but <laughs> there was a there was a Red Wing coming behind his own net with a puck, and he had him lined up, and he went and charged at him, and then stopped, and he could have blown this guy up and in a game that's chippy like that like Jacob truba takes that hit all day <laughs> like and I was like why why are you why are you holding up on that? Like you were you 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 made the move to go do it. So like to me it just looks like stupid. So anyways I was disappointed
4: yeah we're, we're nitpicking folks you had a great game but i said there was also he had like his he kind of could have had the hat trick and he had like the side of the cage wide open there classic folks did not go in
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, yeah
4: i had a pretty i had a pretty good chuckle with that
3: yeah yeah uh, i i don't want to butcher the name here on facebook Colodi. who are edmonton training for i mean we, we've kind of hammered on that one a little bit here uh, the the big name that gets brought up is Jacob Chickran, also Jonathan Taves. And, you know, I, I love Tyler's creativity with finding ways to have other teams help you out and retain salary. Future GM right there. He's gonna work his way into the into the management side of things. Wait. Uh if, if you had the wish list, any other names you guys like to to throw out there? I know there's a ton. Oh.
4: Yeah, let me think about Frank these trade target list. Um, actually, that defenseman,
0: plug. defenseman in St. Louis, uh, Mikola.
4: Incident? Oh, that one,
0: yeah. Mikola or whatever, like like, like a steady, eddy, big, solid defenseman, also on a good contract. That is interesting to me. Ryan O'Reilly, I'd probably. I don't know if I'd go Ryan O'Reilly over Taves. I probably would. Um,
4: I feel like it would cost more. Actually, well.
0: O'Reilly's seven and a half cap hit Taves 10. So you, yeah, you know, so, savings there. Yeah, like it's you don't even have to get him to retain that much if you pull off like a, a a Nyquist move. So like O'Reilly would be unreal. Um they call his nickname factor, like it doesn't get much cooler <laughs> than that, right? Um
4: I'm just speed rounding names here looking at uh Frank's trade target lists. I know Liam's always talking about Max Domi. Yeah. So he's there. I'm kind of indifferent on that. We were talking Matt Dumba, I think, today on the show. But as Tyler said, I don't know. He's not really the guy that everybody kind of thinks he is. Matthias Eckholm, Joel Edmondson.
0: Oh, I love Eckholm. I love Eckholm. I, um, I know Edmondson is a polarizing subject, um, but I would be interested in him. Once again, acquisition. Cost is, is important because I, I think they're floating around first round or four before but i don't know if that's that's worthy of it but once again no one's buying so jake, yeah, McCabe, I don't really, yeah, the, no. jake mccabe is uh, interesting yeah, it's yeah, like we're gonna have we just pick apart chicago right now
4: <laughs> you really could we're gonna have frank on Lafferty. the show i believe on thursday so he can answer some of these questions if anybody in the chat wants to throw that in i believe it's thursday we have frank Throw him in
0: the chat and we'll
4: oh, try and wow. get Oh, wow. Bring
3: answered. in the big guns. Let's oh. go. I love it. Uh, Lafferty, I, he fought Kulak, I believe. And yep. we had people chime in like, hey, maybe he'd be someone. Like, that seems like anyone on the Blackhawks roster right now, people are throwing out there. I, I don't know if you guys have heard this one. Uh, at the day job, it seems like, well, at least once a day, someone throws out Colton Pareko from the Blues. To me, just seems like, you know, he just signed that deal and it's It's eight years because he's a
4: local guy
3: i'm like i've met him great guy but clearly he's happy in st louis signing there as long as he did so that's what i just like to to end i don't think that's going to happen
0: that one would take a bunch of first round picks
3: yeah yeah 6.5 million dollar cap it till 2030 i mean i don't know how that's gonna look in 2027 2028 but uh we'll see um yeah. I mean, it's going to be really interesting down here. And and now I guess the positive for the Oilers, they probably still know they have to improve, but also not trading out of desperation like they were a month ago and everyone knew they were you know, probably going to have to make a move. Now it's kind of like, yeah, it'd be a luxury, but playing good hockey, not in a huge rush to do so. Well, guys, I don't know. I mean, you want to, you want to keep going here? We we work in closing in on an hour here.
0: Well, Aaron. full disclosure, Aaron and I are meeting at an <laughs> IKEA parking lot tomorrow at 5:30. But I uh, need to tell you, Aaron, let's call it 5:45 a.m. Perfect. Uh, we're going down to Calgary to get the barn burner guys get their shit together.
4: Yeah, we're gonna go cross enemy lines. Be uh, yeah, behind enemy lines. Who knows? I might.
0: They don't have the, they don't have the skills set that we stuff. do up here, and that that applies to more than just the hockey team. That's right. Ooh. Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me to hear that. That's a five
3: forty-five. Yeah, I mean, try to beat the the traffic down there. You guys can make um, good time.
0: Yeah, he's got to be at the office there for nine, and we're gonna stop. Uh, we got a pit stop in Lacombe. Oh yeah. So we got a little, uh, we got a little morning, uh, nice little morning. So I got to get up at five a.m. and beeline to IKEA. Who's driving? uh I'll be driving. I believe. Hmm. Yeah, we'll just
4: rock. Let's rock, paper, scissors, live right here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, uh, we'll go
3: ahead. Aaron.
4: I was going to say, should, should we get our uh, predictions in for Thursday night against Philly? Oh,
3: a- cool. Absolutely, we got to do that. Uh, the Flyers this season twenty one, twenty two, and nine seventh in the Metro. Nice five o'clock start, so that's a good one. Uh, we Oilers Nation technically will be after dark, but not too late. Uh, all right, Jay, you're our guest tonight. What's your prediction? for this game. And of course, if you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, uh, let us know your predictions as well.
0: Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think Connor and Leon will be there. Uh, they will show up. Um, they're <laughs> probably, they're so competitive. They're probably, uh, everything was stacked against them tonight. Just given the fatigue of all-star break and all the other stuff, like, and, you know, flying to Edmonton, they having to fly over to Detroit. Like uh, they're tired. So they, uh, they'll be nice and awake in Philly. So I expect a big, big night from those two. So if you get a big night from those two, Philly don't have a chance. Uh, so, you know, the Oilers are also known as the Overs. Uh, so five, two Oilers in Philly.
4: I was actually going to say 5-2 as well, but I'm not, I'm not going to fall in Jay's footsteps there. Okay. So I'm going to go with, let's go with even better. We'll go 5-1. I don't know. I just, the matchup, I mean, it's a game on paper. We win. We win handedly. I'm going to be taking puck line again. I'll probably take the over. So it's Mr. Consistency lately. So here we go.
3: Okay. Well, I'll go extreme Extreme optimist five, nothing oilers. Get the big, it's been forever. And uh, if you're going to go to beltway, take the over for uh, like McDavid and dry saddle two points each. I think uh, they're going to both respond offensively with some big points. Tori says four, one oil a confident group we have here over on the chat. Lots of four, one oil, four, one oil, six, two oil. Uh, Chris says one late, but seven, nothing oilers. Very optimistic. Genesis is a cost and fight on Thursday. Uh, Doctor Gonzo too old for the eight PM starts. Thank God it is a five o'clock start, and uh, mm-hmm. uh it's going to be a fun one. I, I'm not too sure who's joining us, Aaron, for post game on Thursday. We take it day by day
0: here. Is that Frank?
4: Revolving door. No, sorry, he's going to be on Oilers Nation every day. I need oh, the. I need. To I thought
0: he was I thought he was joining after dark because they're playing Philly.
4: Well,
0: as his whole we'll
4: yeah. We did, I think, brought it up kind of before. So I don't know. We'll push it again. We'll push them again see what we can do.
3: See if we can make it happen. Well, uh, Jade, thanks a lot for doing this tonight. It was a lot of fun. Also got to thank uh, Cornerstone Insurance. If you visit cornerstoneins.ca slash nation and get an online tenant or condo insurance quote in just a few minutes and use the discount code nation for an exclusive rate. uh, Betway, if you want to have some fun, 19 plus and do so responsibly. Also, the AMA nation vacation you can win a trip to toronto powered by ama travel go to the oilers nation twitter facebook or instagram pages to win and keep your eye out for the contest post and enter to win for the trip of a lifetime powered by ama travel Uh, thank you everyone for tuning in tonight if you're on that youtube channel hit that like button don't forget to uh, download the podcast as well give it another listen we will talk to you guys on thursday after the oilers hopefully beat the flyers